Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 28 of Live with CDP Sports Talk. Brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out BarryCullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles. Or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at BarryCullen.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk is on weeknights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia, the home of Southern Talk and Sports. I hope everyone's doing well on this uh, Saturday, January 20th, 2024, and I'm looking forward to my guest today. This will be his first appearance. His name is Alex Gold. He's a co-host of the Cody and Gold Show weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central uh, Central Time uh, at 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, Missouri. And he was nice enough to come on today and then, and talk to us a little bit about the Chiefs-Bills uh, uh, game tomorrow night in Orchard Park, New York. Good morning, Alex. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're just gearing up for a great weekend of, of football. I think divisional round weekends, one of the best NFL weekends across the board. And, of course, here in Kansas City. Uh, we've been talking about it all week, you know, and everybody's anxious to get to Sunday night. Yeah, I'm just outside of Toronto, about two hours from Buffalo, but it looks like it's finally stopped snowing in Buffalo, where some parts have had five, six, seven feet of it. Um, but it is going to be about minus 10 and clear tomorrow night for the game. Yeah, look, we know what the weather was like a week ago in Kansas City. So, you know, I think the weather impact it probably doesn't feel as strong with the Chiefs going up there based off of negative 25 to negative 30 wind chill uh, that we had here in Kansas City, which was record stuff. We get winter here, but definitely not to that extent. Uh, and so I, it sounds like it's not supposed to snow during the game. So I think, it, look, it's going to be cold, no doubt. But I actually don't think it's going to limit either team all that much if we're talking about the, the direct impact on who wins the game. Yeah, and these teams haven't played in Orchard Park since 2020, where the the Bills couldn't have many fans in the stadium at all. So it's going to be a, a jacked up uh, crowd tomorrow night, and uh, it should be a great game. This is their sixth ever playoff meeting uh, head to head between the Chiefs and Bills. It is, and you know, uh, you know that you, what you mentioned. I'm sorry, I just oh. definitely important to. Uh, to bring up, you know, Chris, because when you're thinking about that season, it was the COVID year, uh, you know, that that game was weird. It was on a Tuesday. Uh, the Chiefs just ran the ball the entire game on Buffalo. And in this one, I, you know, I, I think the story for Kansas City should be that they can run the ball uh, against Buffalo. I think that is part of the formula for the Chiefs to win. But there's a lot of, you know, we can get into the game specific stuff, but what you were saying about the playoff atmosphere and, and playing for the sixth time and all that, you know, that's what's interesting for me is the narratives around this game and the narrative that could leave this game. You know, Josh Allen has not beat Mahomes in the playoffs, but Josh Allen has won 
plenty of games against Kansas City, just not in the postseason. And so it feels like this is their best chance. It's in your backyard. Uh, this is your best chance in a, in a year where the Chiefs offense hasn't been the same offense. But the defense for Kansas City might be the best defense in, in football. And we know the Buffalo Bills are banged up. That's why I think this is a coin flip type of game, uh, even though the Chiefs are, what, two and a half, three point underdogs. Absolutely. I don't think they should be the underdogs. They are the Super Bowl champs and the Bills are a great team, but they haven't proven they can beat them in the playoffs yet. And I think Kansas City and Kansas City's defense is what number two in the league this year. And the Chiefs are in a very impressive road team at six and two as well. Yeah, you know, they Patrick Mahomes throughout his career uh, has been better on the road. You know, as great as he's been at home and and one of the storylines for this game is the first road playoff game for Patrick Mahomes. And I get why that's a storyline and why people bring that up. It's kind of the the last challenge if you will for for Patrick Mahomes to go through, but his numbers, he's he's got more yards on the road, more touchdowns on the road, better completion percentage on the road. And, and so what do we think's going to happen when he goes on the road in Buffalo? I'm not telling you 100% they're going to win this game, although I do think the Chiefs ultimately win. Uh, but he's not turned into a pumpkin just because he's going on the road, you know? And and so, you know, that, that storyline has been kind of funny to me. I think the biggest story for the game, honestly, is the injuries uh, on the Buffalo side. And can they overcome that? And then right before I hopped on with you, uh, some news out of Kansas City uh, injury-wise had come out. And it's not, you know, Canarius Tony is out. I don't think anybody's uh, upset necessarily about that on the Chiefs side of things based on some of his mistakes. But, you know, Willie Gay Jr. has popped up questionable now with a neck injury. And that is significant if, in fact, he can't go, you know, and, and to see that, that's a little more concerning, I think, for, for Chiefs fans. Yes, yeah, for Buffalo, they're missing Trey White, Matt Milano, and they had another four guys out uh, this week. So to me, for the Bills to beat the Chiefs, I think it's going to come down to the Bills offense, which I think is better now than it was in a couple years ago, because I think having James Cook as a running back and Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end, makes that offense more diverse. So I really think it's going to come down to the Bills offense against that Kansas City defense. Look, the, the the Bills offensively in the Week 14 matchup put up 20 points. Now, 20 points was enough. You know, I, I think both teams have changed. You know, the Bills changed starting that week. You know, I think that the Chiefs, both teams have decided to, to lean into the run more, and they're not the same team that they were in 2022 and 2021. Both offenses aren't nearly, in my opinion, quite as explosive. And that's why they're both still around and why they're both still – alive in the divisional round. I agree with you on, on James Cook. He was sensational in the week 14 game. You know, they got him involved in the passing game and the running game. The Chiefs really hadn't seen that on film yet. And so I'll be curious to see what adjustment does Chiefs defensive coordinator uh, Steve Spagnuolo make. And then, and then what's the adjustment for the Bills to get the ball to James Cook? Because I think if you're looking at the Chiefs defense, as good as they have been, and they got to the quarterback more than anybody else in football this year, uh, they shut down number one wide receivers. You know, I don't think Stephon Diggs is having a big game. I think it will take a tight end like Dawson Knox or Dalton Kincaid or Cook once again uh, because Legereus Sneed has locked down, uh, whether it was Tyree Kill, whether it was Stephon Diggs in the first matchup, A.J. Brown. That really hasn't been the solution to beating the Chiefs defensively. It hasn't been taking shots down the field. Uh, I, I think they're going to have to run the ball against Kansas City. That's the one weakness of this Chiefs defense is up the middle, and the Chiefs will be without Derek Nottie who's probably not a name that uh, gets brought up a ton across the the, the country or across the, 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 really the continent for that matter, as I'm talking to you and in, in Canada as well. You know, I, I think, I think it is a situation where if Buffalo 
wants to run the ball and is willing to be dedicated to running the ball, I think they can have some success. And you also have to worry about Josh Allen, too, and his scrambling yeah. ability. Same with Matt, Patrick Mahomes as well. But from the sounds of it, the Chiefs are in a little bit better health than the Bills are coming into this game. They are. You know, that's a, that's a big advantage. It's the health and the rest. You know, they got two more days of rest than Buffalo. Initially, it was just going to be one. We all know the Bills game got bumped to Monday due to the snowstorm up there in Buffalo. And so you're talking about two days rest. That's not nothing. You know, I mean, I think that is significant especially when you're trying to get multiple guys back. And we know four of them are already out, and that's the secondary that's banged up. A linebacking core in particular that I think is a problem. On the, on the Chiefs' side, they're about as healthy as any team can be this stage of the postseason. I, I did mention you know, Willie Gay Jr. popped up. Charles Aminihu uh, has an illness, although I don't think an illness is going to keep Charles Aminihu out of playing in a playoff game tomorrow night. Uh, we'll see about Willie Gay Jr. But they're pretty healthy. You know, their le they're left tackle, Donovan Smith, is back. They have the rookie, Wanye Morris, starting at left tackle, who's unavailable. But for the most part, the Chiefs are a healthy football team. Yeah, there's there's no question who has the advantage on that end. And uh, the, the last meeting was Buffalo. They didn't have Pacheco as running back. So I think he's going to be key with uh, uh, Clive uh, Edwards as well. I think Kansas City's running game could be a factor in this game, too. This is part of the shift uh, for the Chiefs since the last meeting. You know, I, they were trying, as I said, to still be a team from a year or so ago offensively that was high-flying, top two offense, top three offense in football. And they were trying to make Kadarius Tony into a player that he's simply not. And now they have leaned into, you know, what they are, which, again, I think is, uh, yeah, you're going to pass to Kelsey and Rice, but more of a power run team. You have a great interior of that offensive line and Tooney and Humphrey. Uh, and Smith, so utilize them. And you look at the uptick in production and carries for Pacheco. Last week against the Dolphins, 24 carries for Pacheco. That was a season high for him. Over the last six or eight games, he's been north of 17-plus carries. It's why, actually, from a betting perspective, Chris, I'll be honest, one of my favorite bets for this game uh, is Isaiah Pacheco over 14.5 carries. It's about minus 125 for him to do that. You can even find some alternative lines for him to have 17 or more carries around plus 170, plus 180. So I do think they got to run the ball. You know, am I thinking that Andy Reid is willing to run it 24 times with him? I don't know if Andy's willing to do that, right? But I think part of the formula for the Chiefs to win in an area they can have success is running. And Isaiah Pacheco, uh, he's just fun to watch, right? Uh, you know, everybody we, we, we've talked to even outside of Kansas City appreciates his running style. I don't know if that style is a style that allows him to do that for another three years just the wear and tear on your body. And he's been banged up at times this year, but I do think they can have success with Isaiah Pacheco. Thoughts on rookie receiver Rashid Rice and how much he's developed over the season and how much Patrick Mahomes is now kind of relying on him. So go back to the off season and around the draft. And a lot was made of these, what we called Pat, you know, Patrick camps, Pat camps uh, were post draft and, and he would have some of the guys join him down in Texas, down in his home area uh, to basically spend a week or whatever uh, away from the team when you're, you're not allowed to do team stuff per se. Uh, but you build up that relationship, that rapport. And I think that was key for Rasheed Rice right away as a rookie. And then honestly, I think he had to prove himself to Andy Reid and this coaching staff. Usually Andy Reid doesn't allow rookies to maybe have the full uh, arsenal of an allotment of the playbook right away. And one because of necessity and the issues with Sky Moore and MVS and others, they were forced, I think, to, to, hey, whether they wanted to or not, use Rice more. But he was the guy that stood out from the beginning. You could kind of tell he was something special. And 
you know, I don't know long-term if he's wide receiver one. I think this offseason they're going to have to go out and find other wide receivers clearly. Uh, but he has really picked up this offense. I think Travis Kelsey has helped him here the last couple weeks where so much attention is on Kelsey that it opens things up on these drag routes for Rasheed Rice. I mean, that's been his bread and butter, these drag routes. You know, he's got a history of drops. You know, he might drop a ball tomorrow night. Hopefully not. Uh, so he's definitely struggled with that. But he's he's cleaned that up a little bit. And you look at his numbers. They didn't play him the last week of the season. Otherwise, he probably would have been a 1,000-yard receiver uh, for this team. And so I think Rasheed Rice is vital. He has to be a huge weapon for them uh, on Sunday night for the Chiefs to win. And he's got two straight 100-plus-yard receiving games. So I, I believe he's going to be a factor, absolutely. Because somebody's going to have to step up, too. Uh, obviously, you know what you're going to get out of Kelsey. But I think Richard, uh, Richard Rice is going to step up as well. And one thing, too, um, in the Miami game – I didn't see too many drops. I know during the regular season there were some issues with drops with the receivers, but going into this game, guys are going to have to catch that football, and especially against the Buffalo Bills in this playoff game. Yeah, they led the league in drops. Led the league in drops as a team north of 40. I mean, that was the story in Kansas City. There were so many key moments. One of the most, uh, I think, discussed and highlighted ones was the Marquez Valdez-Scantling drop against Philadelphia on that Monday night game where, you know, like there was still time on the clock, but if he catches that, the Chiefs probably win that game. And who knows, are they, you know, are they playing at Arrowhead this weekend instead? You know, the Canarius Tony has had drops that have led to pick sixes. We know he had the, the issue of lining up properly the last time they played the Buffalo Bills. And Canarius Tony is inactive for this game, fortunately, <laughs> uh, against Buffalo. But yes, the drops have been a story. You know, Travis Kelsey last week had three drops. So he's, his drops have been up as well. You know, that's probably something that you're going to have to expect tomorrow night. Like, I would be stunned if they go through a game without a drop. The key is, does that drop uh, lead to an interception? You can't have it batted up in the air that leads to an interception. You, you, you can't have it stall out your drive. The Chiefs have been better the last couple of games against Cincinnati and against Miami. This offense has cleaned some things up. It's why they've had success and, and, and why they have a chance and, and why I think they're going to go ahead and, and find a way to win in Buffalo on Sunday night. I totally agree with you. By the way, I'm an Eagles fan, so I've kind of <laughs> my heart. But my, I know we're a mess. We're broken down. I'll get into that with you the next time you come on my show. But uh, I, I still have a soft hot heart for um, uh, Andy Reid and the, and the job that he's done in Kansas City. Just quickly, there's been some rumors here. Is there any chance that Andy Reid uh, is going to retire at the end of this year, especially if the Chiefs can win a, a third Super Bowl under him? So that's been discussed, you know, this week in particular, because Mike Florio has continued to, to kind of put that out there. Let me say, like, I can't say 0% chance, uh, of course. You never know. And Andy Reid's probably not the type of coach that's going to uh, give everybody advance notice and say, hey, by the way, this is my last run. That's never going to happen from Andy Reid. Um, I, I really would be surprised, though. I'd be stunned. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, frankly, is the only guy that's out there really pushing uh, this. He's been pushing it for two or three years. I don't know okay. what it is. Um you know, eventually he'll be right, I guess. Um, like Andy Reid, for me, the, the key always, like with anybody, but especially uh, with, with Andy, is as long as health doesn't prevent him from being on a sideline, then he's coaching. I mean, this is what he has done his entire life. Nobody talks about Belichick hanging it up. Nobody talks about Pete Carroll hanging it up necessarily. And those guys are six years older than Andy Reid. Uh, so, no, I, I don't think he's going to retire. He's got Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. You know, you only – you dream of that. That's the quarterback you waited your whole career for, and he's in his prime. Are you going to really uh, pass up an opportunity to get another ring? I just think as long as his health holds up, uh, that he's got another couple of years left. I really believe that. 
He's been lucky in his career being with my Eagles for 14 years and having Donovan McNabb and then Patrick Mahomes. Here's a side story. I'm a Detroit Tiger fan, and they drafted Patrick Mahomes in the 2014 draft as a pitcher. I think as a pitcher or a catcher. I, I'm, I'm sure of it. But, uh, yeah, there's kind of a little side story there with Patrick Mahomes, whose dad uh, played in Major League Baseball with the Twins and the Mets. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That can surprise. His dad goes to all the games and, and, and certainly has been a story. And look, when you're as gifted as Mahomes, I mean, he could have been a base, you know what I mean? Like he could have been a baseball player. And I'm sure he'd ha- he might be in the big leagues by now. You know, I mean, he, when you're that gifted, he's special, right? These are generational players and athletes. And I have, I have no doubt that, that he could be a baseball player if he wanted to obviously made the right decision uh, being a quarterback. And he's, he's already a hall of famer if he were to retire tomorrow. And the question is uh, how many rings does he get when it's all said and done? And he's he's still off to the best start of any quarterback uh, in in their career. If you look at where he's pacing statistically and already having two rigs. And, and you know what? Even if the Chiefs didn't have their dominating regular season, they still won 11 football games, and they're still a dangerous uh, team going into this uh, game tomorrow against Buffalo. Alex, since I got you on for a few more minutes, I wanted to get your quick thoughts on the NFL um, wild cards this past weekend and just quick thoughts on what happened with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles against Tampa Bay and their meltdown. That's what I call it the last seven weeks. Definitely was a meltdown. You know, I thought they still were good enough to get by the Bucs. You know, I really did. Thought, I thought going to that game that despite their problems, you know, Baker Mayfield and the Bucs only beat the Panthers the week before by nine. Obviously, I was wrong. I mean, that was just a, a butt kicking by the Tampa Bay Bucs. And, and Philadelphia clearly is a team that has a lot going on in that locker room. I don't know what it is. We maybe find out one day uh, what was going on in there. And, you know, Nick Sirianni, it looks like based on reporting that he's going to keep his job. And normally I would never even suggest – someone that who was just in the Super Bowl lose their job. But if you lose control of your team and you collapse the way you do, I also wouldn't have been upset. I wouldn't have complained if they would have moved on. Uh, I think everybody's recognized Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator from a year ago, who's now the, the Colts head coach, clearly was a huge part of the success, if not the reason for Jalen Hurts' success a year ago. You know, I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is, is not going to be able to bounce back and and be good. You know, I think some people are right. He's broken right now. I think that's fair. I don't think yes. he can't, I don't think he can't be fixed though, you know? And so I think it's too much to say that, oh man, you know, they gave them all this money and now they're screwed. I, I think it's too early to say that, but they definitely have to bring in uh, some different offensive minds and, the, you know, maybe even clean house with some, some personnel because it sure seems like there was a locker room problem to go with everything going on the field. Tend to agree, and uh, just wondering it's going to happen with Jason Kelsey because I think he's the heart and soul of that team. And if he uh, retires, uh, that's going to be a big, huge loss as well because he wasn't just a great center, but he was a leader in that uh, in that clubhouse as well. That was rough to see, you know, at the end of the game how emotional he was. And I know he hasn't officially announced his retirement. There's just been reporting that you know that's likely where he's headed. He's still playing at a high level, so I mean, I think if he wanted to play, he could. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about Jason here locally just because of, of his brother, Travis, and the, the New Heights podcast that they do. Um, so, you know, I, I still think he probably does retire, you know, but again, it's not it's not official. Um, and if you're him, it sucks if that's the way you went out. You know, um, I know, you know, he got the ring, fortunately, a couple of years ago, but uh, that that's brutal for a veteran who was still playing at a high level to, to go out with a season where your team had 10 wins and then to collapse and not even get to 12. And did you see Green Bay going into Dallas and dominating that Cowboys defense? No, no. Uh, you know, Jordan Love's been playing great, but that that Cowboys performance was was pitiful. The guys were wide open. You know, Jordan Love deserves a lot of credit. Since week 11, he's been a different quarterback. 
Uh, but no, I did not expect that. And I actually do think the 49ers will, will get the best of the Packers. And, and I think the Packers defense is going to struggle. Any chance Houston could pull up an upset against those Ravens today? Yeah, I mean, I give them a little bit of a chance. I, I think they cover the nine and a half point spread. They're nine and a half point underdogs. Uh, but I, I think Baltimore defensively is a much different challenge uh, than what the Texans have seen. I know the Browns, everybody talked up, but the Browns defensively were way different on the road. Uh, Baltimore's fresh. They're healthy. I, I do think even if Lamar were to struggle, I, I think defensively this is going to be a lower scoring game, this first game later on today. And Sunday games, how do you see the early one, uh, Tampa Bay and Detroit going at Ford Field? Yeah, it's interesting. Who would have thought, right, that Baker Mayfield could be a game away from an NFC title game or the Lions a game away from an NFC title game? I think the Lions ultimately win. I can see the first half being close. You know, the Bucks are three-and-a-half-point underdogs in the first half. That's actually a bet I kind of like. I think all the emotion from last week with Matthew Stafford coming back, maybe you don't get that same emotion and you come out flat. So I think the Bucs end up losing, but maybe they keep it closer than people think uh, for that game up at Ford Field. And how do you uh, see the Chiefs-Bills game going score-wise? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, I think it's a coin flip type of game, but at some point the injuries matter. And there's a lot of them on defense. The Chiefs, you know, will be able to move the ball. The question will be the, the simple, basic conversation around turnovers. You know, neither one of these quarterbacks, when they turn the ball over, lose. Uh, Josh Allen's more turnover prone. He didn't have a turnover last week, though. So is this the game where the Chiefs can force a turnover? They actually, as great as they've been defensively, they haven't got a ton of takeaways. So I think it does come down to which quarterback turns the ball over, which one doesn't. Uh, but I, I do believe the Chiefs' defense is going to be able to hold the, the, the Bills down enough. And so this is like a 27-23 win for the Chiefs, uh, and I think Patrick Mahomes gets his first road playoff win and, and moves on to an AFC title game. I see this game uh, 2017 Kansas City. I see Mahomes uh, leading them to a, either a winning field goal or a winning touchdown at the end of it. I think it will be a three-point game. Yeah, very likely. You know, I'd be surprised if this was a blowout one way or the other. I really would. I just think these are two good games or two good quarterbacks and, and, and two good teams that are, are ready for the moment. Uh, I just think the injuries really matter, and, and Kansas City is going to take advantage of that. Okay, and before we wrap it up, what, what are some keys to a Kansas City win over Buffalo? And we already mentioned the final score. Sure. Yeah, so some keys I would say, one is, is getting the turnovers, right? They, you know, they have had issues turning the ball over this year at times. If they can limit the turnovers, then, then the Chiefs have a great chance to win. The other part is going to be what do they do offensively on the ground? Are they willing to run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco the way I think they need to? To me, that scenario, they, they can have success. And then the other is going to be how do the Chiefs' left tackle and right tackle hold up? Jawan Taylor, the right tackle, has been the most penalized player in football, uh, whether it's false starts and holding calls. Well, now you're going on the road in an atmosphere. you got to go silent count. So how does he hold up? I didn't think the Dolphins could cause problems because of their injuries. But the Bills have Rousseau and Ed Oliver. I think they can attack the left and right tackle. Kansas City has to protect Mahomes. If they give Mahomes time, because of the injuries in the secondary and the linebacking core for Buffalo, I think he could carve them up. But they got to protect Patrick Mahomes in this game. And if you had to pick one chief player to really stand out in this game, who would it be to keep an eye out for? Yeah, I actually think it is Rasheed Rice. We were talking about him earlier. I mean, I you know, I know everybody wants to talk about Travis Kelsey, but I think Rasheed Rice is still the key. All the attention will be on Travis Kelsey. Rasheed Rice has to come up with some big plays. They're going to continue to, to force feed him the football as they should. So I think Rasheed Rice, once again, is in for another big day. I don't know if he gets over 100 yards again, uh, but I think he's over 75 or 80 yards in a touchdown. 
I think he's a tremendous receiver, and I think he could eventually be a number one or number two uh, guy for Mahomes. And uh, quickly, uh, yes or no, Taylor Swift shows up in Orchard Park. <laughs> yes, I believe she will be there. She uh, is not on tour yet, and I think she'll be there to support her, her boyfriend, uh, and I think we'll probably see that on TV a few times. By the way, if you're going to the game in Buffalo tomorrow, they're serving a couple of Taylor Swift items. Bad blood waffle fries and karma quesadillas. How about that? You know, they want to cash in. Everybody wants to cash in. The, the, the Chiefs haven't even done Taylor Swift menu items yet. So really? Buffalo wow. Bill uh, marketing department wants to, to make some money. So I can't blame them. And you know what? I would really wish this was the AFC Championship game or even the Super Bowl because I think whoever wins this game tomorrow has a very good chance of getting to the Super Bowl. We'll see. You know, I mean, I want to see what Baltimore looks like. Uh, I think they're the best team in the AFC. But if Baltimore were to struggle or the Texans were to win, then, yeah, these two teams definitely have the quarterbacks to get there. And finally, Alex, uh, where can my audience follow you on social media? And uh, just tell us quickly a little bit about the Cody and Gold Show on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Sure, yeah. So on uh, on X or Twitter, whatever we want to call it these days, uh, Alex Gold, just my name. That's how you can follow me on there. And yeah, I've been at 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Uh, I grew up here, but I've been doing radio for about four years at this station after doing some radio elsewhere. And uh, look, we, we like to have a lot of fun. We're a midday show on the station. We're obviously talking a majority of the time about the Chiefs, but we like to have some fun. We we also carry the Kansas City Royals games on our station as well. But uh, we've been we've been really spoiled, man. It's been a fun couple of years. Uh, I've got a chance to, to go to a couple Super Bowls because of this team. So uh, we'll, we'll see if they end up there again. I have to get back to Kansas City. I was there about eight years ago, and unfortunately, you guys had a tornado, bad weather there, and I didn't get to go to Kauffman Royal Stadium, and uh, I'm hoping to get back there again. And uh, I would love to see Kansas City get a National Hockey League team again like they did in the 70s with the Scouts at some point. Yeah, the Scouts. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, I think we've got the arena for it. Uh, you know, I, NBA and NHL have been discussed. I think NHL would do great in Kansas City. I don't know if we'll get to that point ever. Uh, but I, I think, you know, NHL would be phenomenal. I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I, I'm definitely open to the team being here. There's a lot of people that are. And uh, I, I would enjoy if we, we had an ability to have that. It'd be great for this town. It's a great sports town. So adding another team would be fantastic. Well, Alex, I want to say thank you so much for giving me some time out of your busy schedule and talk some Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills. And uh, I'd love to have you back on my show again in the future as well. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We'll see if these Chiefs can get to the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll have to do it again. Thank you so much, Alex. Enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the NFL games and good luck to the Chiefs. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. That's uh, Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City here on Season 7, Episode 28 of Live with CDP Sports Talk. Again, you can catch uh, Cody and the Gold Show weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time Zone on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. And before we wrap up today's show, we're going to preview the Chiefs and Bills game, courtesy of KansasCityChiefs.com or Chiefs.com by uh, Matt McMillan. And uh, we're just going to play this video clip right now. Just give me one second. I'm just going to try to get this clip going. Defeated the Dolphins on the fourth coldest night in NFL history last weekend. And now with a road trip to Buffalo on the horizon, the Chiefs and Bills will clash in the postseason for the third time in four years with a trip to the AFC Championship game on the line.
The Chiefs will take the field in the divisional round of the playoffs for the sixth straight season on Sunday, marking the third longest streak since the postseason expanded to 12 teams back in 1990. Only the Patriots with nine straight and the 49ers with seven straight put together longer streaks than the Chiefs' current run in that span. The man at the wheel for each of those playoff runs has of course been quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who is seeking his 13th playoff victory on Sunday. Mahomes already has the eighth most postseason wins of any quarterback in league history, trailing only Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, and Ben Roethlisberger. A win on Sunday would tie Mahomes with Favre and Big Ben for sixth on that list. Mahomes was brilliant yet again last weekend, amassing more than 300 yards of total offense while leading the Chiefs to a comfortable victory. He efficiently distributed the ball to the trio of tailback Isaiah Pacheco, wide receiver Rashi Rice, and tight end Travis Kelsey, who combined for 289 yards and two touchdowns on 40 touches. They were excellent, and keep in mind, Pacheco didn't play in the Chiefs matchup with the Bills back in week 14. The Bills' offense is dangerous too, though, and while quarterback Josh Allen is one of the league's best passers, it's been the Bills' commitment to running the football that really turned their season around. In fact, between Week 14 and the end of the regular season, the Bills ran the ball more than any other team in the NFL, rushing for more than 700 yards as a team while winning all five of those games. Tailback James Cook is certainly a major part of that as he ran for more than 1,100 yards this year. But don't forget about Allen's ability as a runner, which was apparent yet again throughout the final five games of the season. Allen led all quarterbacks in rushing attempts between week 14 and the end of the year, recording six touchdowns and five runs of double-digit yardage. It'll be a challenge, but the Chiefs defense, which finished the year as the number two scoring defense in the NFL, has proven that they'll be up for it. Kansas City held Miami to just 264 total yards, a 1-for-12 mark on third down, and most importantly, seven points last weekend. The Chiefs have held the opposition under 24 points in 16 of their 18 games this year. And for what it's worth, the Chiefs held Buffalo to just 20 points, the Bills' fourth lowest point total of the season way back in Week 14, including just six points in the second half. These two teams have clashed in some of the league's most exciting games over the years. And now, once again, with everything on the line, Kansas City and Buffalo will go head-to-head -head for a spot in the AFC title game. All right, guys, that clip was courtesy of Chiefs.com, and that was Mac McMillan, and that was uh, six keys to the Chiefs-Bills game. And uh, this is their sixth ever playoff meeting between the two clubs uh they've met uh let's see they've met six times the first time they met was in 1967 in the afc the afl championship and the chiefs uh defeated the bills 31 to 7 at war memorial stadium to go to the first ever super bowl against the green bay packers in 67 and then 92 and 94 uh buffalo crushed the chiefs at uh, the then rich stadium in orchard park new york and then, as you know, the Chiefs beat the Bills recently in the AFC Championship game, 38-24, to a couple years ago in Kansas City. And then two years ago, we had the 13-second game uh, where Kansas City rallied to tie the game up at 
with 13 seconds left on a Bucker uh, 49 yard field goal. And then in overtime, Mahomes to Kelsey for the winning touchdown. So, what do we expect in this uh, sixth meeting between these two teams? I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. I think turnovers are going to be a factor. I think if Josh Allen plays like Superman Josh, they have a very good chance of winning. But if Josh Allen plays hero ball and throws interceptions and fumbles the ball, I think Kansas City win. I still got to give the Chiefs the edge. They are the Super Bowl champions. They've proven themselves in the playoffs and Super Bowls time after time. The Bills have not been able to get over the hump. So what is this? Third, this is the third time the charm for the Buffalo Bills. I do think James Cook is going to be a key player for the Bills in this game if they can get him off and running, especially in the first quarter. And Dalton Kincaid, he might be a rookie tight end, but I think he's an, uh, another threat because the Chiefs are going to take away Steph Diggs. They're going to take away him, but they're going to need Kincaid, Knox, and Shakir, number 10 Shakir. I think he's a really good player as well. So I think turnovers and mistakes are going to uh, hurt, could affect this game as well. But my biggest concern, if I was a Bills fan, is that defense. Uh, their linebacking core is depleted. Their secondary is depleted. Can Sean McDermott get these guys, the third and fourth string guys, uh, up to standard against Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? I really think um, the Chiefs, and Andy Reid are going to come in and try to establish the run. They're going to try to run with Pachanko and uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire Edwards, and then set up the passing game. And uh, when I was talking to Alex Gold here on my show today, I think Rashid Rice, the rookie receiver, is going to be an impact, not just along with Travis Kelsey. I think it's going to be – I don't know if anyone on Buffalo can cover him. So I really think this is going to be a good game. I have to go with the Chiefs. I think the Bills are going to be leading 17-13 at the end of the game, but I think Mahomes leads them to the game-winning touchdown. So I, I see the Chiefs winning 20-17. to So my predictions again for this weekend, I've got – Baltimore 24, 14 over Houston. And then the tonight's game, Green Bay, San Francisco. Got to go with the Niners, 30 to 17 over the Packers. Sunday's game, I have the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell and Jared Goff beating Tampa Bay in a very close game at Ford Field, 23 to 20. And then the late game, Kansas City, Buffalo. Got to go with the Chiefs, 20 to 17. But that game, like Alex Gold said, uh, could go either way. But I just think Buffalo's defense is banged up severely and losing Matt Milano, Trey White, and they've uh, lost some other guys too. Uh, Christian Bedford's out of this game. Their one linebacker, uh, Spectre's out of this game as well. So we'll see. The game is 6.30 kickoff on CBS with Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and the sideline reporter Tracy Wolfson as well. All right, guys. I uh, just wanted to let you know my next live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet and on WQEE 99.1 FM. It's going to be Monday, January 22nd at 2024, obviously, at 6 p.m. Eastern with my guest, Casey Standuhar. She is a sideline reporter for ESPN+. Plus, So we're going to talk a little bit about her broadcasting media career, her work with ESPN+, Plus, and also the Big Ten Network. And she also does some uh, work for the... Uh, Chicago Dogs, uh, which is an independent baseball team in the city of Chicago. And we're going to preview some uh, NFL championship games with Casey as well. The AFC championship game and the NFC championship game. So I hope you guys can tune in to Live with CDP Sports Talk this Monday, January 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern. Again, with Casey Standy Har from ESPN+. Also, some other sports news, guys. Last night, the Buffalo Bandits suffered their third loss of the season.
and their second loss at the Key Bank Center already, uh, losing to the one and four New York Rip. 15 to 13 last night at the Key Bank Center. And the Buffalo Bandits uh, right now are off to a 500 start. And next weekend, they're in Toronto to play the 4 0 Toronto Rock. So uh, the Buffalo Bandits uh, have to get going soon. It's only an 18 game schedule and being unified standings in the National Lacrosse League, only the top eight out of 15 teams will make it. I have no doubts the, the, the Bandits will make the playoffs, but uh, they want to get that home court advantage in the first round because it's a win or go home in the first round in the, in the National Lacrosse League. So they need to get uh, something going there. Um, I guess against the New York Riptide, they were down 11-6 to six at halftime. And then the second half, they did outplay the uh, Riptide, outscoring them the seven to 7-4. But that's a huge win for New York and Jeff Teed. The New York Riptide are now 2-4, and four, and you just beat the National Lacrosse League world champions. And the Bandits are finding this out. John Tavares mentioned it to Bud Bailey in his article Bud Bailey wrote last night for the Buffalo Sports page uh, that being the champions, you have a target on your back every night. And it doesn't matter who you are in the National Lacrosse League. You come into Bandit land between 14 and 15,000 fans. You want to play your best game. And the Bandits are finding this out now. Being the champions is a lot different and a lot harder than being the hunters that they've been the last uh, five years coming so close to winning a championship. So the Bandits next game, again, is this Saturday uh, against the Toronto Rock at the First Ontario Centre in Hamilton. And uh, check out the TorontoRock.com or bandits.com, or you can follow the National Lacrosse League at nll.com as well. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this show, but as always, Live with CDP Sports Talk is on weeknights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia, the home of Southern Talk and Sports. You can follow and, and watch... Sorry, you can listen to the station live streamed on wqeefm.radio12345.com as well. And check out weekdays from Monday to Friday from 12 to 2, the Rod Peterson Show. Rod's one of my friends. Rod does such a great job uh, with his show, the Rod Peterson Show. And it's also on WQEE 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia, uh, weekdays from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. Live with CDP Sports Talk is also live streamed on these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, I still call it, Twitch, LinkedIn, and also now available on Instagram. So if you're following me on Instagram, Chris Palme, you can watch live with CDP there as well. And I want to say thank you to StreamYard for arranging that as well. Also, you can check out my website at beacons.ai slash Chris D. Palme, all my previous podcasts, radio shows, and all my social media sites and my digital work are on beacons.ai slash Chris D. Palme. Live with CDP Sports Talk, again, is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West here in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out BarryCullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give the dealership a call at 519-824-0210. Tell them Chris Palme sent you or email them at info at BarryCullen.com. Speaking of Barry Cullen Chevrolet right now, winter time, uh, winter Tire winter tire clearance is on, and now is the time to save up to 13% on winter tires up until February 29th. Don't uh, pay the tax on select in stocked 
winter tire brands and ride out the rest of the winter season with peace. More details at BarryCollin.com. Also, you guys can follow me on TikTok at Live with CDP. Yes, I am a content creator and I am on TikTok and uh, can check me out at Live with CDP. Hit the follow no notification. I've been on there for three years and I want to say thank you to my 1,842 followers. And uh, it's been a really great tool for my radio, podcast and media work as well. StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting such as yours truly, check out StreamYard.com. And they do have different plans. They do have a basic plan and um, an upgrade plan and a professional plan. And they also have plans available for businesses. So if you're a business that does a lot of live streaming for webinars or whatever, uh, contact StreamYard.com for more details on the business plans, again, for StreamYard. And uh, StreamYard, to me, is the number one live stream provider out there. And I've been a proud customer and a proud customer of StreamYard for three years. And now I'm an affiliate. So if you guys have any questions about StreamYard.com, send me an email at cpame19 at gmail.com or DM me on my social media pages as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk, the audio version is available on these platforms, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Pandora, and tuned in and again weeknights from 8 p.m to 9 p.m eastern on wqee 99.1 fm also you can email or text live with cdp sports talk at cpame19 at gmail.com or you can text the show at 519-820-7188 any comments questions suggestions any feedback would be greatly appreciated as well and again, I'm looking forward to the NFL games this weekend, guys, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, like I said, the Buffalo Bills are going to have one of their um, Hall of Fame alumni at the game, uh, leader of the charge. Bruce Smith will be there. And if you're at Highmark Stadium Sunday, uh, you can try out the Bad Blood Waffle Fries or Karma Quesadilla, courtesy of uh, Taylor Swift, who Alex Gold thinks will make an appearance at uh, Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. And uh, right now they're digging this, the stadium out of snow. Uh, Buffalo's had a lot of snow the last uh, week and a half, some areas five to six feet of snow. And uh, they're expecting it to be clear tomorrow on Buffalo and Orchard Park, uh, minus 10 game time temperatures as well. So looking forward to it as well. And uh, Andy Reid against Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott was a part of Andy Reid's coaching staff in Philadelphia for 10 years as well. I think Sean McDermott's done a good job with his Buffalo team with all their injuries on defense, all the adversity they face this year for the Bills to get to the divisional round uh, and going against Kansas City for the third time in four years is outstanding. And to me, the Chiefs-Bills game, to me, is like an AFC championship game. And uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm really looking forward to all the games. And, uh, yes, and when I do my next show on Monday night at 6 o'clock with Casey Stan Duhar, uh, we're going to talk about this weekend's games and preview the uh, AFC and the NFC championship games that will be coming up on, what, Sunday, January 28th. I believe the AFC championship game this year is going to be at 6 o'clock. 
And I believe the, uh, no, the AFC championship game will be at three o'clock and the NFC championship game this year will be at six 30 as well. Also guys, um, the Packers Niners game, obviously the Niners are going to be heavy favorites, but the Niners haven't played a meaningful game in three weeks. And I think if Green Bay has any chance to pull off an upset, uh, I think Jordan Love and the Packers offense need to try to get the ball first and try to get an early touchdown. Um, I don't think they can afford to fall behind the Niners against Dallas. They just jumped on the Cowboys and hammered them. And uh, obviously San Francisco's got a much better defense than the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, that game I'm really intrigued about and we'll see what happens and Houston their Cinderella story under DeMarco Ryans as head coach and CJ Strout in his first year as a Texans quarterback so we'll see the Ravens have a history of not getting it done in the playoffs uh their last Super Bowl win was uh 2013 they do have two Super Bowl wins in uh, Baltimore in 2000 against the Giants and then 2013 against the Niners but the Ravens have had some really good teams the last 10 years that haven't been able to get the job done in the postseason so we'll see what happens there and as for the Lions Buccaneers game um, I think the Lions will win this game but it's going to be really really close and uh, Tampa Bay beat Philadelphia 32 to 9 and we'll see what happens there. Um, there's still no talk on uh, Bill Belichick yet. The rumor is he's going to go off to Atlanta. And uh, there has been reports uh, from the NFL and ESPN that Antonio Pierce is going to remain the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. I thought he did a good job with the Raiders, and I think he should get a chance as head coaches, as long with uh, Gerard or Gerard. Uh, male of the New England Patriots. So we'll see what happens there. As for the Eagles, I think Nick Serrani will get one more chance, one more year, because look at the, the job he's done in Philadelphia. He has a, a 34 and what, 17 record in three years. He's taken the team to a Super Bowl, almost won a Super Bowl. And this year they got off to a 10 and one start. I, I, I think Jeffrey Lowry, Lowry will give him another year. But I think the Eagles are going to have to have a new offensive coaching staff and defensive coaching staff, and they're going to have to tweet their records as well. That's about it, guys. And uh, also, um, the Gold Storm won last night 5-3 over the Flint Firebirds at the Sleeman Center. And uh, I was able to do some camera work last night for Griff Vision uh, with um, Toronto Varsity Blues, Gulf Griffins, men's and women's volleyball teams. If you've never seen OEA, OUA sports, check out your local university. The men and women who play university sports, volleyball, basketball, football, hockey, they're all very skilled athletes and they're very competitive and uh, support the student athletes. So check out OUA.ca or OUAT. TV as well. And the uh, Gulf Griffins women's hockey team is on today at 2.30. So check out OUA TV and the Gulf broadcast. And Jeffrey Brandle does a really good job covering the Gulf Griffins. But really uh, becoming a fan of university sports here in Ontario. And uh, check it out sometimes. And volleyball is a new game that I really, uh, I really enjoy. And it's very competitive as well. So that's about it, guys. Um, I want to say thank you again to my guest, Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City for coming on here. And I'm just going to post his social media again. You can follow Alex Gold on Twitter, slash X, at Alex Gold. And the radio station, you can follow them on Twitter at X, at 610 Sports Kansas City. And their website uh, is www.odyssey.com slash 610 sports in Kansas City. And again, uh, you can listen to the Cody 
and Gold Show weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the game on uh, Sunday night in Orchard Park. So I hope everybody has a great afternoon and enjoys the NFL Divisional Round games. And again, thank you to Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City for coming on today. And uh, thank you, everybody, watching this live streamed on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter slash X and on Instagram, as well as my audio platforms such as Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and also on WQE 99.1 FM. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Enjoy the National Football League games this weekend, and we'll see you back here Monday night at 6 p.m. with Casey Standuhar from ESPN Plus, a reporter, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great day, and uh, enjoy the NFL.